Join me right now, back on the show, is newly signed UFC lightweight, Brock Weaver. What's going on, Brock? What's going on, man? Just uh, just chilling, getting ready to jump in the shower, got home, training, just ate my last meal, and uh, just gonna go take a shower and get into bed, man, rest up. Got a bright and early session in the morning. I want to ask about G-Man, you know, your boy on the reservation. Does he have a SoundCloud yet? Man, he ain't got a sound, but he just signed his first record deal. Okay. Finally, he signed his first record deal. Got him a little uh, signing bonus. wasn't too much, but it's something. And uh, he's about, you know, I guess he didn't need a SoundCloud. He just, he just need to be there. He just need to be seen. He's, he's, he's the Moai John Snow. He's G Man, G Three. He got all names, man. But uh, he, he, he's definitely my hype man. He's like I call I call him a pocket knife. He's almost everywhere I go. That's great, man. That's good to see. Good things are happening all around. Yeah. Yep. Now, nowadays, you know, a lot of guys, UFC veterans, they go from being released by the promotion to bare knuckle boxing. You are the first guy ever to go from bare knuckle boxing to the UFC. Does that mean anything for you? Uh. Not really. Uh, you know, uh, I told Barry Knuckle, I told, I told David Feldman, I said, hey, man, uh, nothing against you. I like Barry Knuckle because I like to box. I was like, but uh, before I decided to ruin my hands a little more than, than they already ruined, I'm going to go tackle my first dream, and I was to make it to the UFC, and uh, I'm going to take it over. And when I, when I get done taking it over, about four or five years, get me a couple straps around my waist, make a couple money and a bigger name for myself. I'll return to take Bare Knuckle over. And he said, hey, man, go do your thing. So uh, Bare Knuckle will be around for a long time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, I guess, being the Bare Knuckle, Bare Knuckle guy go to MMA instead of the MMA guy go to Bare Knuckle, you know. And, uh, but I, I'll, I'll be back in Bare Knuckle, you know, uh, to, you know, crack some heads and some hands and uh, take, take a couple of titles in that in my weight class. Now, let's go to the Contender Series, man. After your first fight was canceled, they rebooked you against Devin Smith. You were the underdog going into that fight. You know, there was a lot of hype, you know, built around Devin Smith. You went in there, did your thing, got the job done. You know, after sitting back and, you know, thinking about that fight, what positives did you get out of that performance? Uh, What you mean? Like, you know, looking at the performance, you know, looking at what you did against Devin Smith, actually going up. I, I believe you were going up a weight class, right? And fighting a guy coming down a weight class and, you know, but, going over the yeah, you know, fought, going over the obstacles. Yeah, I fought my last couple, uh, last four. Uh, yeah, counting count that fight, it was four, my last four fights at 170. So... You know, but I'm 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 six and zero with a with a welterweight title in Island fights. You know, uh, I walk around like 188, 185. So you know, I'm, I'm still not too small for the weight class, but I am smaller guy, I guess, for 170. But uh, Devin Smith was coming from 185 for sure, and uh, yeah, man, just and that was my first. I, I fought all fight. I fought wrestlers. I fought uh, boxers, kickboxers, black belts, and jujitsu. But he was the first, like, uh, D1 wrestler. Like, I, I don't think he was D1, but he was Juco because he got in some, some trouble. But he, he was definitely D1 uh, material. He, he's wrestled well. He's from Michigan, man. They, they wrestled him to death up there. You know, he went to Ohio State. He was athletic running back. He was, uh, 
I, I've even seen him out wrestle D1 wrestlers like, and, and he's Rashad Evans, uh, godson, you know, a great wrestler, a known wrestler, a champion, you know. So um, he was my the, the positive I got was how am I ever, you know, I always wondered how am I gonna uh, gonna match with a a uh, a really good wrestler that's gonna try to uh, hunt me the whole time like Khabib. And I, I believe that, you know, I, I satisfied my uh, my question mark in my head of, of what, what I could do with it. You know, I knew the first round I had in my head, I'm going to lose the first round probably. I'm going to get took down. I'm going to get slammed. Can I, can I endure it? Can I get back up? Can I break him? And I did it. And uh, I did it. I did it a little better than I thought I was going to do it. And, um, man, like, you know. Uh, I was real nervous going in that fight, and uh, more nervous than any fight. But I, you know, but as soon as I get in the lights, I, uh, something clicks different in me. You know, I'm nervous in the back, but as soon as I get out there, it, you know, it's showtime. I'm a showsman. It's like WWE. I've watched all my life, man. And uh, you gotta, you gotta market yourself. You gotta feel it. You gotta feel like you're a freaking anime character out there. You, it's in your own movie. And uh, man, I just. You know, it was a blessing that I got to go to the contender and watch week one and, and get that feel of no crowd, no music, no nothing like that. And really uh, meditate on it eight weeks of how what I'm going to say, how I'm going to get myself hyped. I brought G-Man. I knew he was going to get me hyped. I come out. It was really quiet. I was like, G, where you at? You got to say something. You can't be quiet in there. I don't care. Like, say some dumb stuff. Stand up. Throw something. Like, And he did, man. He got me hyped. We did our salute. I felt it from there. I, I looked. I saw Dana smiling. I was like, "All I gotta do is win this fight, and I got it." And uh, it it went my way, man. Devin Devin was tough. He was he was he was everything I expected. And um, I'm surprised I didn't stop him. You know, he had heart. He dug. He uh he went through adversity in the fight. Both of us did. But uh, yeah, you know. Getting to test him is, you know, I, I might have to fight Khabib one day if he's still fighting, if I can make my way up. And uh, by the end, I, you know, I hope I can put a performance like that and stop stop his takedowns and hopefully break him and, and work him, you know. So, yeah, I, I was satisfied, and it, it gave me a boost of confidence for sure. Now that you are in the UFC, when you train, are you training like you're going to be fighting Khabib every single time? I've been preparing for Khabib. Since uh, since I seen him beat uh, uh, Michael uh, Johnson, yeah, I saw him beat Michael Johnson. Uh, I kind of had it in my head. I was like, all right, I'm gonna drop back down to lightweight. I'm gonna get to the UFC. It's gonna be in the next year or two, and uh, I gotta start. I gotta start preparing for that. So I do a lot of wall work. I do. Uh, I've always had great takedown defense. It's always been one of my great attributes. Uh, when I trained in Miami and MMA Masters, we had a lot of good black belts and collegiate wrestlers always wrestling on us and sparring. And, and uh, I believe that helped my takedown defense a lot. I, even when I got took down, I get up good. I get up fast. You know, so uh, I just saw Dustin fight him. And uh, Dustin did, a, D Dustin did a, a couple of things wrong that I do right in the takedown defense, turning the hips towards the head, uh, making sure you cross face hard. Uh, working and when you get it took down, don't accept it. Uh, he went for the guillotine. I got a good guillotine. He almost got it. Uh, he could have he could have used it for a sweep instead of trying to finish the submission. Don't burn your arm out on the submission. Use it for a sweep and get up, create a scramble. 
there was a couple of holes I saw in Khabib's game, you know, going backwards, taking punches, kind of got rocked, you know, with flurries because he ain't got that good of a head movement. He, he does the little Philly show that Mayweather does. And um, I saw some holes in his game finally, you know, and uh, I'm a very hard guy to take down. And I, I watched Connor's fight. Connor did a couple things right, but he still he, he still uh, was too straight up during the boxing. He, he, he was eating, I mean, I believe I could fight. Khabib already better than than uh, most people have fought him. It'll still be a hard fight, and then uh, it's still a 50-50 fight, man. He's he's world class, but uh, I believe by not, when I get there, I'll be ready. And uh, if if he's still there, you know. Since the Contender Series, you know, I'm pretty sure you've been getting ready for your UFC debut. You know, have you went outside of McIntosh, Alabama? and trained at other places you just mentioned mma masters have, have you been going there mostly no no i ain't been to mma masters in a couple of years uh i go to mobile which is you know my uh home gym port city i go to uh one of my training partners and coaches and corner man blake slingy at his house we had a boxing ring there we train with jason knight he comes he come down there tonight he, he's getting ready for uh artem again in the bare knuckle probably in december so uh, we always train in, uh, but it ain't far and uh, nothing more than a 50, 60 mile drive, you know. Um, yeah, and I go, you know, go to a couple of boxing gyms and stuff around, but nothing, nothing too far right now. Uh, might go to ATT after this fight, have some fun over there. My manager wants me to go there. Might go to Fusion XL down in uh, Tampa, Orlando, one of them, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go to my boy Impa to come off the contender too. I'm gonna go to South Carolina and train with him after the fight. Uh, I'm gonna venture off after this fight and uh, probably take November and December off if, uh, unless they call for me again because uh, I'm, I'm hoping to make a, a big performance October 12th and uh, I, pro I made a promise. I said I'll fight eight times a year. I don't care if I'm hurt or not. So if they call, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fight. But if not. I'm going to probably take November and December off. My birthday's in December, and I'm going to just travel and train, man. I like, I like to go out there to uh, Thailand and try that Tiger Muay Thai out for a couple weeks, too. You know, just go down there and just, just get out the country. I've never been out the country, man. So, yeah, but for this fight, I'm just keeping it keeping it in Macintosh on, on, the, on the hill in the backyard in the mornings, my cardio that I'm doing, my running, my road work, going to my gyms at nighttime. Uh, I ain't going to, you know. They say don't fix what ain't broke, so I'm on a seven-fight win streak with this routine, so I'm, I'm going to keep it like it is right now. No doubt, man. Well, your first fight, UFC, Tampa, Florida, I don't think it's very far from your home. You know, you're taking on uh, Thomas Gifford. You know, what are your thoughts on him as the opponent to make your debut against? I feel like it's a good it's a good, it's a a good, good matchup. He, he likes to stand and bang. He likes to box, too. He's a crafty on his back, but that's if people put him there. He's got a good guillotine. I got a good guillotine. Somebody could get guillotined, you know, if we drop our neck and give it to each other. But I don't think we are. He knows I got a good team, a good guillotine. I know he does. So we're gonna try to. I, I figure we're gonna try to stay out that, and we're gonna try to box. He's been training with a Muay Thai gym, I think, and uh, he might try to be a little. Look, he knows I like to come with the pressure, and he likes to come with the pressure. So it's, I think whoever's gonna meet in the middle and first and. Uh, and apply the pressure is, uh, you know, gonna uh, get the better of the fight. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fast. I, I definitely know I'm faster. I hit harder and I'm stronger than him because I'm I'm dropping weight. 
walk in the fight probably 75 you know he probably walk in at 65 he's a skinny guy but he's he's tough man you know um you can't ever put tough people out you know connor come in on nate beat him up real bad gassed out look for the finish too early gassed and nate's and durability got him you know so um i'm gonna keep it smooth chris apply the pressure stay calm don't force i ain't gonna force the finish but if the finish is there i'm gonna get it but uh man i look me and him i look for a uh a fight of the night bonus or knockout of the night bonus you know and uh you know he, he he's a jesus he's a jesus follower too man i am too so I believe they put the both Jesus dudes in there to beat each other up. So, I mean, I think uh, the real winner could be God, you know, in this. Uh, win, win or lose, man, God, God's going to get all the glory. And uh, I'm going to pray with him before and I'm going to pray with him after. But when we in that cage, it's game time. You spent the last couple of fights at welterweight. Now you're going back down to lightweight. What makes lightweight the most optimal weight class for you? I would say... Well, it's really my manager. They they want me to go back down to 55 before I come back to 70 in the UFC because I got some big 70s in the UFC. And like I said, I ain't too small, but I am a smaller uh, 70. They said we could uh some, we can get some 70 fights in the UFC, but it'd be like late notice and it'll be matched to my to my skill set. Definitely gonna try to get in there. Too many black belts, collegiate wrestlers to try to have a fight like I did in the contender. You know, it'll be really a hard fight. You know, I'm try to be managed as best as possible. And uh, but 55, I'm always big, taller, got more reach, heavier. It's a little harder to make, but once once I'm, uh, I know how to make 55. Made it all my career. It's hard because I'm coming from 88 and 85, but uh, I died down, and, and I, I, it's a process, man. You know, I'm three weeks ago I was 85, and woke up this morning at 72, and probably wake up in the morning at 70. Slow process. The weight's coming off, uh, plus the UFCs and how they set you up before the fight they make they make all that stuff easier to give everything you need and the places and the sauna so it won't be it won't be uh easy but it you know it's uh it's all in your head man and uh i'll perform i'll show up i'll perform i'll perform just like i will at 70 just with a smaller guy in there at this point in your career you know there's many different types of uh competitors in mma do you consider yourself a martial artist or a prize fighter? Uh, I like that question because I used to live with the uh, I used to live with Josh Samayan, you know. Yeah. Before he died, and uh, he just wanted to move me out to Miami. I lived with him for about a year in his house in Miami, and uh, he was very intrigued with me. You know, he, he liked my story, my background. He's actually writing a book on me. And he told me the only way he'd write the book if I become a prize fighter. And I said, I said, what do you mean? I said, I'm getting paid now. He's like, yeah, but you're getting paid chump change. He's like, you mean, you're a fighter now. He's like, when you make it to the UFC, you're a prize fighter. And that's what he wrote in his book. And his book uh, on the front cover is, uh, you know, like something about dreams and something in, in prize fighting. You know, so, hey, Josh, you're gone, but you ain't forgotten. I'm a prize fighter finally. All right, well, man, you get to live your dream, man. October 12th, UFC on ESPN Plus 19, Tampa, Florida. Brock, man, it's always good talking with you, and uh, good luck on the fight and the future you have in the UFC. Yes, sir, man. Hit me up for another one anytime.